This is on page 62. Selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. This is where we kind of change course. They arise out of ourselves. The alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting out of getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we couldn't live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness, much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. So I'll leave it there. And let me, can I just tell you why I was, I've been getting a lot of calls from a, a lot of people um, that sober, long-term sober or short-term sober that really, really, you know, are, are suffering from the conflicts of sober reality. You know, that narrative, that condition and being identified as that condition. And I really think it's a strong message that you put out and you stick with. And I really, really appreciate that, that we don't move from that. So, so thanks, Paul. I'll give it to you. Well, thanks, Kurt. <coughs> thanks, Kurt. Mike, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. Nice to see you all. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So. I'd like to talk about uh, a flavor of that selfishness, self-centeredness. So obviously, an extreme self-centeredness tends to cook up a terminal uniqueness, yeah? When the real relief from the disease, let's call it that today, or the problem is to see the commonality of it all, yeah? So the disease, one of its main adhesive aspects is terminal uniqueness. So you do not believe people have thoughts like you do or feelings or do the same thing you do in response or reaction to the way life's treating you, yeah? And so we're truly like the man in the high castle, so to speak. We're up in our little attic thinking, you know, and looking at everything from this very myopic point of view, which leads for the loop to continue of wanting to get relief, bringing to a point of fuck it, and then doing whatever the head sort of prescribes. Even if we have 20 years of sobriety, and we know it's going to be like driving off a cliff, none of this information is sufficient enough alone. That's an alcoholic calling me right there.
I think Paul got beamed back up. I just had him. Where'd he go? You're muted, Paul. Okay. See, this is what happens. Even from afar, an alcoholic can fuck things up. Yeah. <laughs> really, perfect timing. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And so uh, after years, you don't see them as their name. You see them as alcoholic. Yeah, or, you know, they're driven by alcoholism. And it's the same, same. I've heard it thousands of times now in 34 years. And, you know, I'll tell this person called me and I, I said, you know, I'm frustrated with your alcoholism. I can't find uh, Steve anywhere in there. Yeah, it's just, if I had recorded talks from 1989, like phone conversations, it would have been exactly the same thing I heard yesterday. Yeah. Different locations, different nouns. This whole sense of terminal uniqueness is a huge aspect of the disease. Yeah. So just take a simple sociological study. Look out at our society. Yeah. And look at how many different types of people show up. Educational ethnicity, religion, uh, physical conditions, whatever, yes? Yet, how many of us end up at those three same parking spaces, institution, jails, and death? So there's thousands of different trajectories, my life, my life, my life. Yet, if you see a larger swath of it, you see the pattern. Most of us are brought to institution jails and death. We don't choose. I did not sit around a coffee table looking at vacation brochures and pick Delancey Street, this program in San Francisco. I was driven there, yeah? How was I driven there? By the head managing my life, my life was unmanageable. And the type of unmanageability I was under was when that head was managing it, I, it led to having to be managed by others. I had to go in somewhere, either jail, hospital, institution. This is not unique. It's a singularity that's driving the multiplicity. It's just that simple. This is why I don't talk about anything else. Because when this hit me, it told me, if you don't see this, you're looking from it. You're looking from its effects. Yeah, that's why exactly, I didn't choose this course. I would have much rather gone into exotic topics and explore, you know, fucking shamanistic things in, in ancient recovery. Yeah, but this thing put a stop to all that because if you don't see the act of being identified as the disease, you're looking from the disease. Yeah. And it's been verified over and over again in my life from my own observations and observing others. Yeah. This whole idea, oh, there is no way I'm entirely getting rid of self. 
Yeah, because that's self trying to get out of self. Why is there no way to get rid of self? I can get rid of a car. I can. You know, if someone, you know, you drive around where the ranches are, there's some cars that have been parked for like 30 years. Yeah. Haven't moved. But you could get rid of them. If you just pay a tow truck driver, call up the salvage place, you could get rid of that car. Yeah. It's not an absolute. Have they gotten rid of the car? No. Will they get rid of the car? Probably not. But could they get rid of the car? Yes. But this is not a possibility with self. Why? Because we're identified as self. So it would be self trying to get rid of self. That's why it fails. You want a working understanding? There's a working understanding. So when you look at shit and it doesn't seem to make sense, you can look under the hood. This is a pattern defeat. It's not exotic. If you meet one person who's been defeated by it, they're quite a lot like everyone else who's been defeated by it. It's not a fucking exotic flesh-eating plant. It's got certain traits and it does the same fucking thing on all of us. Yeah? That's why it was revealed when a, pro when a program and a community of people seeking relief from it and getting relief from it gathered together with this grace that occurred and the revelations that occurred in the big book. And now there's a solution. And the solution isn't uniquely tailored to every individual person. It's a common solution. Yeah. We fit ourselves around the solution. The solution is not fitted around us unless we're at one of those very expensive rehabs where that's what happens probably. If you're paying $40,000 to be somewhere in a month for a month, then probably they're trying to fit the solution around you. But we're not doing that. Yeah. We're re recognizing you got to fit yourself around the fucking solution. How do you do that? You admit you can't. And then you follow our simple suggestions for the rest of your life. No, just today. I mean, seriously. So the diagnosis isn't unique. Oh, you're a very special case, Mr. Hedeman. No, I'm not. I'm a run of the mill possibility, first of all, that was taken over by an addiction of the mental condition in self. The, the idea of being the star of the movie, yeah? Being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the habit, the loser. The one that was going to be emphasized for the rest of it this life. Super emphasized. Well, what did that allow? What did that tarmac allow to land? Alcoholism. So something, the obsession with self was already there. Then alcoholism came in and became an extreme version of obsession with self, which led to impossible drives to try to get out of what we're actually not in. And many of us took the path of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Or that path is how it expressed itself. Yeah. Trying to get relief from me as me. Already set to fail. Yeah. But some of us gave it a fucking incredible effort. Yeah. You look at the annals of spirituality and the great devotees of, 
the Brahma or Rama or something. Yeah, I match my devotion to trying to get out of self with them any day. I gave up everything. I would do anything. I take anything I could grab to keep doing. Yeah. The amount of payoff cost, the cost was tremendous. The payoff was minimal, yet I was completely devoted to it. Yeah. I would pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable right now. That's an extreme fucking case. Yeah. And many of us here have gone to that extreme case. It is not of us. Yeah. You can be rid, be rid of it a day at a time. The problem can seem not to be existing for you. That's how great this solution is. Yeah. Because they learn we're not going to fit the problem with a solution. We're going to fucking tell the truth of, pro of the problem, a surrender, and that's the solution. Yeah. Yeah. So here, selfishness, self centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles. Self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's the root of the trouble. No matter what, you can't miss the, the, the vague dartboard because everything has self in it. Every place you throw the dart, self, self fear, self seeking, self pity, self. I mean, when are you going to get? It's not the pity, it's not the fear, it's not the centeredness, it's self. Yeah, we have the ability to be centered. We could be centered in something else other than self. We could, and we are many of us. Yeah, and our life goes different, and our reaction to life is different because it's what not self-centered. The defeat feels so personal, but what's defeating us isn't. Yes. It's been tracked, its traits have been recognized. It's presented in the book and at the meetings. It's up to the patient to get it, yeah? With the help, with the hope and the help from others who have been relieved from the bondage of self, yeah? What, how hard is it? Okay, do the inventory the way you were taught and maybe try a little bit of inventory the way we're saying it. Just give it a shot, yeah? Maybe it'll, you'll see it in a new light and there'll be more lightness there. Yeah? It's not like you throw one out and you keep the other. It's not an either or. Just see what happens. This is an instruction out of the book. Starts at page 64. Says what you're going to do. You're going to look at self's common manifestations in your life and see how they defeated you. Is that such a threat to that doing an inventory on your manifestations in life? I don't think so. And I actually believe it works better. I think it's more closer to the truth of the situation. I do. That's it. We're not here trying to change commas and periods and People are incredible. They know the book from up and down and this and that. Concepts, worldview, traditions, everything. There's incredible scholar, scholars of AA and recovery. We're just offering a take on the exact nature of the wrong 
with a feeling that it's foreign to us, not an intellectual idea, though it may start there, but a feeling, a sense that something possessed you, a sense that something has driven you, a sense that something took you over and used you for transportation with the possibility something else could take you over and use you for transportation. And you may be much better for it, yeah? Because you are gonna be driven. It just matters what's driving you. We've got enough fucking samples of self-centeredness, yeah? Self-centeredness is amazing because in the act of being identified, it blocks any other real view taking hold. They all get absorbed in the major view, which is self-centeredness, which keeps producing a blindness to the truth, really. That's why I I believe a lot of people leave at the fourth step. Because if you do an inventory and you do a fourth column and see your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. And maybe there'll be some truth telling and maybe some real relief will show up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the point. That's why we haven't changed. I would have loved to, really. I want, you know, I wanted to add shit onto it, like yoga, maybe tantric yoga, you know, love of love that <laughs> produces closer to something. I don't, you know, Jesus, add some nutrition and diets, write some more books. Yeah. The how to of being what you are. There's no how to being what you are. It's recognizing what you're not. That's how you find out what you are is by telling the truth about what you're not because what you're not has been masquerading as you. Yeah. (laughs) Without that, you know, first things first, you got to take care of that in a way because if you don't, it's going to be the you that's trying to get out of you. Yeah. And you're never going to be rid of it as it says here. we wouldn't be here if i if we would have heard this at meetings i didn't hear it i didn't i didn't hear the instructions i got at the fourth step was to look at my resentments my fears my harms to others by looking at my sexual drives and my antics I got up to, yes? And to see my role in things. What we're doing is, okay, let's look at self's manifestations and see its role in things. They can both be included. You could do two inventories in a way or read the one inventory two ways, yeah? Wear one with the old glasses, then put these on and then look at the inventory that you did and look at it with these glasses and see what information you get. I bet you what will be highlighted will be different. Yeah. What will will be emphasized will be different. And maybe one will, will, will work better than the other for you. Yes. Maybe one is going to bring you to the exact nature of the wrong and actually see the underlying conditions 
that I didn't know were going on, that were always ready to jackpot me, no matter what I did. Yeah. How erroneous have we been? I actually had a story that a lot of behavior I did out there was based on what I was doing, which was doing coke. Then I got sober, stopped doing coke, and those behaviors still happen. Bing, off, I was wrong, yeah? A lot of that, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, really, the unmanageability is I'm drinking and using. I stopped drinking and using. Life seems unmanageable still. <laughs> How about the biggest buzzer? The real one. I've taken myself to be something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm living a mental interpretation of life. <laughs> Hal's taken over the mission in 2001. Yeah, it won't let me in or out of the space capsule. <laughs> Have you ever seen those movies where they go to another atmosphere, another place, and they were having those giant fishbowl helmets, and then one crazy person just unscrews it and takes it off, and the other one, no, no, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. They're still hesitant, they won't take it off. They still walk around with this big fucking fishbowl. The other person says, hey. <laughs> oh. Talk about misplaced faith, eh? Yes. I was told it was terrible here. Yeah. <laughs> who, who gave you that information? Me. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let me look at its, its trust variant. It's down in the teens, like 12%. <laughs> Most of the shit it's saying is false evidence. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yes, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, experiencing a lot of shit, but not experiencing... Uh, the problem because it does not exist for me today. <laughs> so now little things can seem really big. I'm not busy trying to shrink really big things into little things. So I can fathom, oh, my right foot hurts a little <laughs> instead of, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have the leisure to overemphasize small things now, yeah? We're not busy trying to deny big things anymore. The truth was told in this life, it was. The truth was told in this life called Paul. Yeah. You don't know how many people I meet and when they, open their door, there's just a huge elephant in the room. And they want to talk about every fucking thing else. And they're super clear about who to blame and exactly what happened to them, and why it isn't fair. And yet there's this giant elephant fucking in the room. It just blows my mind. And then if you try to bring them to the giant elephant, some of them 
get angry, very angry. But what are you to do? That's true compassion, yes? I lost a lot of respect for people who let me get away with murder out there. I needed a big boot up my ass, I did, literally, yeah? The compassion that was being peddled wasn't compassionate at all. It was misdirected, I feel, yeah? Compassion is sometimes withholding a lot of stuff from people. Yeah, letting them have their bottom. Yeah. So, yes, I'm happy to be here. You want to open it up, Kurt? We can go over those. Sure, sure. I mean, can I ask one thing? When you read the word self in the book, what does it trigger in you? Does it trigger the word ego? Then ask yourself, who is it that feels like they have an ego? And who is it that feels like they want to lose an ego? Who's that? I think self is before the idea of ego. I do. Yeah. When I read self, it rings as something foreign. Hallelujah. That idea dropped in and now has stabilized in my life. And it's allowed a lot of freedom. It has. Yeah. I'm hoping through repetition, the same can happen for you. Yeah. Because if you see it as something other than you, you can be free from it. Yeah, you can. If you keep seeing it as you, you're going to try to be free as it. You've got to see that. Yeah. Subtle once, either subtle or not, it's going to be trying to be free as it. It is. Yeah. When this is convinced and you've recognized it as something other than you, you'll constantly being, you'll be led to being free from it, not as it. Yeah. You'll see the being led as it will be false evidence. You'll see that clearly. If you're not seeing it now, you will. Yeah? Yeah. Because pro- re- recovery progresses, just like we say the disease progresses, recovery progresses also. <clears throat> recovery is not a stagnant thing. The only stagnant thing is you're not drinking anymore. Everything else is alive, yeah? Things that are happening situations are changing underlying currents are being directed differently yeah 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 that's the requirement to stay on the operating table is not to drink today this hour yeah that's our commitment it's not really asking for much especially if we've stopped drinking it's not asking for anything You're just not starting anymore, yeah? So then that becomes mute and that's a foundation. And then all these other great possibilities start showing up, yeah? I would say most of us that's established. We're sober today, yeah? That opens us up for a lot of other stuff, yeah? That's been a fact for 34 years in this life, pretty good. Yeah, 
It's allowed a lot of renovation and rehabbing and recycling to occur. Yeah. 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 All right, Kurt. Thanks, right. Ben. Thank you for the reading. Yeah, yeah. sure. Thanks, Paul. Um, we got Bruce. Bruce has got his hand up. All right, Brucey. Hi, everyone. <clears throat> Uh, I think it's, I don't know, maybe page 68, the Shakespeare and the actor thing that we're, you know, being the actor. Um, when the show started, uh, I felt triggered uh, and the thought of the movie High Anxiety by Mel Brooks came to mind. And I had a incredible surge in adrenaline spike triggered. Um, you know, I've been off medication for quite a while. It took a while anyway. Uh, so all this energy, you know, and I feel like that, um, this energy is like dry, that's driving. Anyway, uh, geez, back in 72 college, I, I couldn't speak a word in public. Uh, many years, you know, public speaking, et cetera, and then acting. And I know you've done some improv. Um, and my experience in act, as an actor, uh, when someone didn't show up on stage one time, uh, the character kind of took over. And so I wasn't, the actor wasn't doing the acting. So now, you know, it's not Bruce. Well, the Bruce that's, that's feeling the adrenaline is not, you know, I'm not the actor. So there's something, uh, So rather than me, Bruce, feeling the spike in adrenaline, it's, you know, that Bruce is the actor. And I'm not the, you know, the actor's not yep. doing the acting. So the identification as self, Bruce, the actor, is not doing the acting. So it's not Bruce, the actor, that's feeling the anxiety it's just the character the conditioning anyway thank you for allowing me to you know for all this to come out so uh, you know so you've bruce, had a lot more experience in this than i have so bruce see that that formula you just shared is going to become more of a sense felt condition yeah, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna sink uh, through the floor of the understanding and the intellect, and it's going to what they say. What is it? The the language of the heart. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when that's when there's a there's a strong wind behind it, and so the thing is, the that which is claiming to be the actor is not you, and it's going to keep claiming to be the actor. Yes. Yeah. So that's what you see. You, that doesn't have to change because it's not, you're not doing it. You've never been doing it. It's mechanical. So there's a feeling of anxiety. Yes. The head claims that feeling to say Bruce is anxious. And then usually it's almost like an open glove. The hand of what we are goes in it. And now you live the interpretation of life as a glove. Yes, yes. And now the glove wants to get out of something or whatever, all this. Yeah. 
you see it. That's all. The one quality the show doesn't have, it's not the light of the, the production. It's not the awareness of it. It's not the seeing of it, yeah? It's a repetitive claiming and on and on and on. There's no awareness in it, yeah? We are that awareness. We are that uh, awake spirit that's seeing it, yeah? Now, the seeing of it has been waylaid and funneled into a story, or let's say a myopic view called self-centeredness, where that giant open wall of the four wall room that's open, we think is that we play the role of the wall, yeah? We're sitting here thinking there's this three-way thing and obviously there's a wall, but there isn't. We're just this open, let's say spirit, yeah? So you start seeing these activities that you used to call just reports from you about you, yeah? Really, we were living this life, listening to these reports as if they were about us coming from us. And now we've grown in suspicion because it sure seems like I've ended up at the same place a lot of other alcoholics have ended up and there's something fishy in this, yeah? And where, where does the fish really stink up in the head where the problem resides? So something's telling me this is a unique, terminally distinct, absolute, specific phenomena that a lot of us are under. <laughs> Yeah, so something smells. And now you've been led to the truth about it. Yeah, the system has taken over. The spacesuit is thinking it's you. Yeah, and you are now seemingly living as the spacesuit. <laughs> this is just a correction. So I might just us, add. Eh? If I might just add briefly. Um, then it took me like 10 years in a two-year college and then I went back um, as an in, in independent study as an assistant director and my goal was to be you know in the audience and all, my job basically was just to sit on stage and and give give audience to you know the actors rehearsing etc and then to be you know uh, front row center seat um, in the audience uh, during the show, um, so there was no no like doing of no doing, but a sen a felt sense of giving audience. Okay, thank you. Yes, that's called like holding the space in some other areas, some other. Because I could uh -huh. see what was going on on stage with the actor. Okay, yeah, rather than being on stage as the actor. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's the that's when the aperture gets myopic. You're just right on that little square of the stage, and there it is, and the spotlight is hovering over you. That drives us fucking crazy. Or it drives the us, we're not fucking crazy. And then whatever the, the play has, it's gonna be a tragedy. Yeah. Oh man, thank you very much. Unfortunately for a lot of others also. Yes. Yeah. I always used to joke with uh, when I spoke at big AA places, I'd say, yeah. you know, uh, like Honolulu should send a giant 
thank you to AA because can you imagine all of us running around fucking in Honolulu, loaded and active? <laughs> there would be a lot of fucking destruction. So the absence of a lot of shit has a huge value. And that's what we, the community of AA has provided. It's, it's, it's saved us and others and states and cities a lot of fucking problems. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? So, I mean... Uh, yeah, that was the sense of Sometimes we don't recognize the great value of what's absent. We don't recognize the great value of what's absent in our life. Yeah? But it's an incredible value that we can sit here calmly, not fidgeting, not, you know, how head bobbing outside the Zoom doing a line of coke and then coming back up and then wanting to share. <laughs> you know, we don't, none of this is happening, I hope. And it's everyone sort of chilled. I mean, these are, these were, uh, that wasn't the norm at some point. Yeah. Something has brought a very quieting and uh, beneficial effect in our lives. Yeah. Do you think that's going to stop? Of course it isn't. Yeah. So thanks, Bruce. Yes. Thanks, Bruce. Tom, why don't you jump in? Hi, Paul. Uh, hey, Tom. Yeah. Providence has placed me in a situation uh, with a man who's 77 years old and 38 years sober. And she had to go away for a while and she asked me to stay here. And her directions were keep him company, his sponsor's dying, he's not doing well. And so we've had several conversations now, AA conversations. And, and we were just, and I know better than to try to fix the guy. Uh, he's lonely, he's angry, he's old. And so am I sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> but he's, we were talking about defects of character and he has this, and at one point he got angry and agitated and stood up and he said, you are your defects of character, accept them, learn to live with them. And that spike that Bruce talked about came up in me and I called him a fucking arrogant asshole. And then I wrote some inventory on that and uh, shared it with a sponsor. And we looked at it together and setting aside everything that this guy, setting aside his stuff, it was clear we got to the point where clearly I was terrified of something to have that anger reaction come up volatile like that. I mean, I yelled at this man, you know, I've since apologized to him, but we're looking at what's the fear and it's, it's beyond just, you know, I'm a hero or something like that. And my sponsor suggested something about insanity, but I can't quite get to it. You know, after all this time, what still makes me, rage like that even for a second just a flash boom you fucking arrogant asshole you know that comes from something deep inside that's frightened of something terrified actually and i just wanted to throw that out there as a specific example and see what your response might be okay right now my response to that is uh i would use another reaction when it appears which is and I'm not that, yes? In other words, at least 
when the when the, the claim of ownership is being passed, don't put your stamp on it, at least. Yes. Because mm. then and maybe the reason why you don't know the source of it is it's not necessary for you to know the source of it. Yes? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that energy that comes up like a volcanic energy can be better used if you stop calling it you. Yeah. Turn the shit over. At least formally. I'm not exploring anything anymore. I'm not trying to get to the root of fear. I know the root of fear, which is self-reliance. I am. I'm gonna, I don't wanna get the root of all the trauma because the real root of the trauma is the interpretation of the trauma, which is also meant, yeah? This works for me. It's made me dumb and I, I lost interest in trying to get, I wanna look into, you know, like what Nietzsche said, you know, look into the void, something will look back at you. Yeah, probably it will be called you. So I'm just seeing I'm not that you. So basically, <laughs> yeah, that's how I see it now. I'm not a real, uh, whatever earth had to be moved has already been moved. Yes, the urban renewal project has been canceled. Yeah, the house is open, it's available, people come and go. Yeah, something comes through, I offer that. There you go. That's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So of course. Yeah. I always re I always bring in whatever has happened. I'm not I'm not that which it happened to. That's all. I don't have much real I don't have much opinion on what happened. My opinion is more rooted in how it's used to imply there's a you. Yeah, I feel there's much more relief and healing that way than in trying to figure out the fear and all this shit. Yes, that's just my view of it. Yeah, I mean, I've had if if this was about undoing trauma, it would probably take a long time. I mean, I got run over twice by a car. I've had physical trauma. I've been jailed i've been shot at i've had a lot of things i've had people who i love die yeah <laughs> if my condition was based on those things changing it would be a seemingly hopeless state but no i think you can be lifted above or before it all to tell you the truth yes yeah so, well i'm yeah. in a program i'm sorry um the program that I'm in and, and or the, the that's happening is then the goal is neutrality so that I don't react with this anger reaction. Well, like a, man, all right, give it your best. But remember, something's directing that. And it may, you know, your idea of the solution may not be its idea of the solution. To me, anger has got a lot of value if it's directed by something other than your head. I do. Yeah. It's all energy, yes. But this is just my camp. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I, you know, me being a maximum use doesn't mean I have a, a mirror-like fucking shine 
on the finish, yes? It's just useful. I'm like a tool that can be used. The condition it's in right now, it seems to be working. So who am I to say this condition isn't being of maximum use with all of its foibles and whatever, yeah? Yeah, I, this is just where I've ended up. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm in the disarmament camp. Yeah, so. Well, I like your when, camp. <laughs> when, life reveals, when life reveals a whole hallway that's been unlit, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, take myself to be the electrician. Yeah, maybe there's some value in it not being lit. Yeah, I just sort of just see the whole foundation of how everything is used to imp imply or insinuate a Paul. Yeah, that to me is the real value. And so that's what I do most of the time. And then I make amends if I yell at somebody or, or uh, whatever, you know, it's not like, yeah. Yeah, but that's just me, Tom. Uh, but if you made a commitment to, to get to the root of these things, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like your camp, Paul, because it saved my fucking ass, and it did. It pulled me out of the darkness I was in. Oh, then, I recognized, well, then I recognized that my dog is shit all over the lawn, so I'm trying to clean it up. And in that process, stuff comes up, you know? Yes, and, like, and remember, the stuff comes up isn't you either, yes? Just like the, we have it very clearly the love and the gratitude is in us. It's higher power move through us, yeah? But then there's a whole aspect that we think is us, yeah? I, I know by the way people act when they feel something has moved through them and has brought them relief or whatever, they're very clear it's not them, but I don't believe there's a clarity about what's not them a lot of other times, yeah? Especially in the past. We feel like we were the one who did that. We're the one who did this, da da. Yeah, I don't. So, seeing it applied with the higher power, I know it can be applied to the lower power. I just think there's something blocking it, and that's what we try to chip away at every one of these meetings. Yeah, ah. it's just to look at mm -hmm. what it was like to be driven by the lower power. Yeah, and seeing it as not us because we're seeing. The grace and the love is not us. I mean, we have the ability, right? We're just, it, it's not being applied to a, a giant uh, fucking segment of our library in there called the past. <laughs> and I would, it I would like it to float into that atmosphere and maybe there'll be relief from guilt and shame or this, these drives to try to get to the bottom of things. You'd lose interest in it and you'd be, hmm. uh, quite aware of actually what's happening now. <laughs> okay. That's, Understood. Uh, yeah. So, and it doesn't exclude the other stuff. I feel when people tell me they feel a real need to do something, I say, hey, you better do it. But then when you don't feel a need to do it, <laughs> maybe you should look at, wait, okay. I think I'll go that way. Yeah. 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 Well, my, sp I mean, my, my sponsor gave me a big viewpoint. 
don't you think sometimes life gives you an assignment and then your head adds a lot of shit on it? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, it's just, I feel like we have a seat assignment and we've got the wherewithal to be that seat assignment. And some of it from our little scrutiny may look like it's bad or contracted, but it has just as much value in the hands of this power than the expansive shit, yes? It allows you to connect to someone who's in that contractive game and stuff. So I've lost, I don't believe I have a, yeah, I just don't play doctor, like we say, you know, laying on the hot, hot you know, operating table. I don't, I just don't play doctor, it's not, yeah. If they said, you know, okay, that's it. All right, enjoy yourself, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so, but i love you tom and and that earnestness is great and i think you'll get a little more relaxed i've seen a lot of people very earnest at the zoom and uh earnestness doesn't have to like scrunch up your facial structure. (laughs) It's just, you can feel assured that you're okay now. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. The feeling I have these days is that I'm in a self-cleaning oven and I'm just watching it most of the time. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And knowing it's a self-cleaning oven, I don't even watch it because I know it's self-cleaning. (laughs) <laughs> that's the, that's where the real relaxation is i'm not sitting watching the self self whatever oven clean itself you know i have faith that it cleans itself so i'm looking at something else that seems to be capture the spirit of what i'm trying to say exactly yeah thanks yeah, yeah you're welcome tom and this is just i'm just sharing I don't think anything is rote, yeah? A couple of things like drinking, not drinking, but then, yeah, things can work out in strange and mysterious ways. Yeah, you're, you're, you're usually the biggest obstacle for that to happen. <laughs> so when there's a loss of interest in self, you'll, you'll observe, man, that went in a strange way, but it worked, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Do we have any other hands? Let's see. Here. Hey, uh, Kurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Oliver. Oliver in Berlin. Yes. I see. Hello. Uh, uh, thank you very much for this meeting. And uh, uh, I'm asking this question, I guess, because there are some things that just, you know, seem to be deep, but maybe they're just seem to be like that because uh, they're suppressed or or repressed. Stuff like anger, stuff like sudden breakouts of anger. And uh, there's, you know, first impression is that it comes from somewhere like very deep within. I'm talking about my, uh, my experience 
here. And uh, uh, my question is uh, stuff like compassion. I like how you use those uh, terms uh, on this meeting and previous meetings. First of all, attention and interest and uh, compassion. To me, uh, or I often get a feeling that those things are kind of the closest thing that we uh, have to the real power. Let's put it that way. And uh, uh, at least on you know on the level of uh, action figure, and uh, you know that's where it gets a bit intriguing for me. Uh, especially about, you know, attention and interest, but also compassion, you know, and I get uh, sometimes a feeling that I want to, you know, it, it kind of, that it depends on me, where will I divert those, you know, and how. Um, uh, if I divert my attention and interest in the right direction and right stuff, things will be good. If not, things will not be that good. That's hey, Oliver, can I, yeah. Oliver, can I jump in for a second? Yep. Yeah. At one point, I believe the same thing. I don't believe that now. Mm -hmm. I believe the direction will establish itself after a while. Yes. I do. It's part of being in the habit of being sober or the obviousness of being awake. After mm -hmm. a while, your role becomes less and less and, the, and that direction is, is, uh, is set already, yeah? You're just observing going in that direction. You're not pushing it that way. It may need like at a certain time, you need to, it may look like a pantomime where you have a lot to do with feeling and having that thing move. But after a while, you see that something's doing it. Yeah. It has its own current and its own direction. Yeah. And it's got a, it's a, got a momentum called like the habit of being sober. So I think a lot of people here are in the habit of being sober. So that direction is set. Yeah, it's not like the river is going to make a right turn. Yeah, so, but when there's the old way that still has uh, some momentum and, and habit, yeah, then it sounds like you have to be like the cheerleader or the, yeah, but I believe that role changes for sure. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Well, that was my question that, you know, so. Yeah, you pretty much answered it. Yeah. Good, yeah. That's just what I've observed. I've just, mm -hmm. I'm watching, you know, uh, it's just a tendency of mine, not Paul, but the this event to observe. And I've observed these like trade winds or these currents get established. And uh, yeah. I'm only asking because at this point, you know, it seems sometimes a little puzzling. And uh, yeah, uh, in my recovery, I'm close to being like two years and I'm interested in yes, uh, yes. Well, especially your experience. Yeah. 
about it. Yeah. So this is good at this point, in a way, what you're not is used to get interested and galvanize an intention or whatever to go in that direction. Yeah. Because the idea of you is, is sort of that, that same current, but it's gone in a different direction. So, yeah. So now that is being called back to join the larger river, so to speak. Yeah. So let's call it you. And so now you, you know, I used to get like, to me, AA meetings were very inspiring, especially in the beginning, because, you know, I knew the ferocity of that energy. I was afraid of it being directed the old way. And it was just constantly getting reconfigured that river by going to meetings and doing service and H and I's. Yeah. And then that fear of, or, or the anxiety of my role in having that occur got lesser and less. And I just saw uh, the tides had changed in this life. <laughs> yeah. There's not a big struggle or, an, or, 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 or a fight. Yeah. It's just about, you know, going, going along with the flow, so to speak. Yeah. And so, but whatever condition you find yourself, if you seem to have a big role, then play it. Yeah. But ultimately I always, I always, in my life, I've noticed that that big role was only temporary. Yes. It's role. Hasn't really been big to begin with. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Yeah. So. Thanks. Thanks, Oliver. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Oliver. We got any other hands? Uh, I don't see any. Paul, it's eleven thirty-five. Okay. Well, we can we can uh, say goodbye now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's Michael Stacy. Nice to see you. Haven't you got a lot of water there, right? Eh? I don't picture Madeira with, as a beach beachfront city or town. Why? Well, I, I have lakefront. I, I got lakefront. Oh, lakefront. Oh, yeah. it is. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm underwater in my house. Oh. Wow. You seem to be taking it well. Well, I missed half your meeting moving pumps around, but you know, I'm here. So I'll do uh, my so, 430. All right, I'll see you yeah today. All right, Paul. Thank uh, you. Oh yeah, by the way, we have another meeting at 430 Pacific time. Uh concerning uh a costume, same message, really. Just wearing another costume. Yeah, this is nakedness. The non, the nakedness of non-duality. Yes, it's naked, bro. Yeah, you're gonna see your misunderstandings hanging out. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> we got Walter. Always a pleasure, John C. Nice to see you, John, today. Kathy, yep, there she is. John in Florida, nice to see you, John. Jess, uh, nice drop in from Ireland. Nice to see you, Jess. Tom, you're the man, bro. Take it easy, you know, yeah. 
We got Mark. How's it? How's your inventory going, Mark? All right. Yeah, I think I'm done with it. I'm just waiting for my uh, sponsor to uh, go through the fifth step with me. Great, fantastic. Thank you. This weekend, yeah. I hope. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Chris, nice to see you. Thank you for co-hosting. Gail, uh, the resident of the Pink Cloud. Nice to see you, Gail. Alex and Jacob. There's Mia. Mia looks like she's from the Roaring Twenties. She's exhausted from the last party she was at. It's okay. Sit down. Relax. Yeah, that fox around your neck isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Anu. Nice to see you, Anu, as always. Jack. Yes. <laughs> uh, nice to see you, Jack. Miranda. Happy. You're traveling well. Good. Yeah. Mickey, as always. Kurt. Nice to see you. I hope you're taking it easy. Don't get a ticket driving that little <coughs> knee thing, whatever. Yeah. Don't want, I don't want to see you on the news getting pulled over. Yeah. Take it easy, bro. Oliver, Berlin. <coughs> uh, Beth, nice to see you, honey. Thanks for showing up today. Yeah. Roman, as always. Uh, I'll be seeing Romans sooner or later live. We've got uh, Virginia from the UK, Nina from LA, uh, Chris from Massachusetts, uh, Bruce. Bruce is in his own private Idaho. There he is, from one spud to the other. Brian. Nice to see you, Brian, today. John K. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm going to look at that Meister Air card. Maybe today we'll talk about it. Like it that reminds me. Uh, Giselle, it's a large cat with a small head there. Hmm. Annette. Now, if our outsides really captured our insides we'd have all of us large heads <laughs> huge they would be you'd have to have like a girder system to keep them straight <laughs> annette always nice to see you annette i know the candles lit somewhere we got grateful dave we got gill g-i-l-l -L. Uh, let's see anyone else I think that's about it hey thanks everyone it's a pleasure nice uh, nice to share this time and space with you yep yeah, thanks, thanks, you. Paul. thanks bye -bye. a lot see you, see you later today you. or whenever adios bye bye